Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! So, this is take four, because I already did. I did a podcast for 10 minutes, didn't like it. Then I did another one for about 15 minutes, didn't like it. And the last one, I thought I was going pretty good. And then I had to stop, and when I came back to it, I was completely on a different train of thought. So here it goes. The first part of the podcast today, I'm going to update you about my restless legs night because I think I found a pattern that's working and I want to update you on it. It will not take long. The second part of the podcast, I want to talk about the continued persecution of Kyle Rittenhouse and I want to talk about our government and how much I don't trust government. And those are going to be the... You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show. Wanted to share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, it takes a so, super uh, duper long time yeah. okay. to do it up. And so I... Anyways, and now tonight I'm going to not give you some information. Yay! A doctor. Um, which I forgot what it is. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay. I guess we'll see what happens, right? Three topics today. So once again, before I begin, I want to remind everyone that I am not a doctor. And all the things that I say on my show are strictly opinions, and they are based on things that have occurred that I have understood based on information, true information, and based also on false information that I've learned is false. So my opinions are not only based on like getting information from a certain source, but also understanding what sources to reject. And so, um, you know, my information is trustable, and, but I can't make recommendations on anything medical because I'm not a doctor. I can only tell you what I know from my own personal experience and anecdotally. Okay. And that goes across the board to all things because I'm not licensed in anything. The only thing I'm licensed to do is speak English and drive a car. Okay. Um, all right. So last night... I had a repeat of the night before. So again, I stayed off sugar. I have not eaten sugar since like last Wednesday. It might have been even, I think it was Wednesday is the last time I ate sugar. And then, and so Thursday until today, no sugar. And I really think that the sugar does have an effect on the restless leg syndrome as in eating too much sugar does make it significantly worse and definitely eating sugar before bed is a no-no. But at this point, I mean, I've been off sugar for long enough for there not to be sugar stored in my body. And um, I have the sense that it's improved, but I don't know if it's improved enough to give up sugar entirely. So, I mean, I'm still going to be inclined to want a sweet for breakfast, but I just have to be very strict on the afternoon sugar. So last night, much like the night before, the restless legs came at the same time as usual, but it came in a much more um, manageable level. Okay, so restless legs is not only about being irritating when it comes on and being uncomfortable, but it's also about levels. So I can tolerate having restlessness 
up to a certain level. And then when I get to a certain point, it just becomes like this is maddening. Okay, and then it becomes even more maddening after that. So the levels are important. If you are out there with restless leg syndrome, you probably know what I'm talking about. But there, you know, there's a point where it's tolerable, and then there's a point where it's not tolerable. And so uh, the the way that I'm dealing with restless legs is I'm trying to increase my ability to tolerate the level, and then also being able to, you know, work around the major flare-up periods because they do come at regular times. And so last night there was a flare-up, oh, I'd say around 8.30, and I had to take about a 40-minute walk on my not-so-sore foot anymore. I mean, that yesterday my foot wasn't really hurting that much. And so, um, and also I have, okay, I have eight repaired bones in my foot, and they're full of metal screws. And it has an effect on that restless legs on that side of my body, especially on my foot area. So yesterday I had to take a walk at about 8.30. I took another walk at about 10 and a short walk at 11.30 um, just around the block. They were doing some road work out there, so I couldn't go very far. And then I was able to uh, lay down in my bed at about 1.30 and just listen to you know podcasts and just sort of lay there and on about two o'clock I started to have a flare-up again it's not severe but it was you know out of the it was just at the top of the range of tolerability I had to get up and I was like oh darn I have the restless legs but then I thought I can't get upset about it because it's better than it's been and um I took a little walk around my house and I took some extra magnesium. I'm also playing with different magnesium. I'm actually not, I heard that L3 and 8 was supposed to be good for sleep, but I'm not 100% sure that it's not actually aggravating the problem. So um, I'm working on that issue as we speak. Um, I don't know if I should take more L3 and 8 or take less of it and take a different, you know what I mean? Like the combination that I'm taking now, I'm not sure if it's working. And that's really hard to figure out because you know, there's so many different types of magnesium and there's certain, I'd like it was working at a certain point and then it stopped working and does that mean that my body doesn't need that anymore? Does that mean that I need more of something else? Does it mean that, you know, we build up tolerances, we're humans. And so I'm not 100% sure, but I'm playing with that. But last night for the second night in a row, I had what I would, okay, the, the night before, I don't really remember, but I know that it was a fairly good night. Last night, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being miserable, 1 being, you know, like really good sleep night, I'm going to say 4. Give it a 4. So it was a pretty restful night, and I slept full on over 6 hours, and I'm shooting for 7. So if I get anywhere between six and seven hours a night, I'd be very happy. And I got about six hours and 15 minutes around somewhere in there. So that's acceptable. And so um, that's how that went. And I, if you're out there and you're following the progress on the restless legs and you're wondering, should I follow what Dave's doing? Um, I could tell you that in my, for my experience, you should because what I'm doing has definitely made uh, – an improvement in the quality of my life okay the you know like i'm not beholden to medications anymore at all and although i am sort of a slave to magnesium 
And although I have the restless legs and I'm uncomfortable, I'm learning how to live with it. And I am actually learning how to make it better. And in the process of doing that, I'm discovering, uh, you know, changes in my life that are actually working in my favor. And so like, in, you know, like staying up late seems like it's not going to work. But in reality, it's really working for me, you know, more ways than one. Like it works for me to not get up so early in the morning and have like wake up hitting the ground running either. It works for me to wake up really slowly late in the, in the morning. It just, it just works for my whole mental health thing. And so, and it works for me to be like having my lunch at dinner time. Like my breakfast is like at two in the afternoon and then my lunch is like at six and my dinner is like at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. You know what I mean? And that really seems to work well for me. And so, um, you know, with the weather here in Florida, you really can't beat that. All right, so that's topic number one. So if you are wondering if you should follow what I'm doing, um, it's up to you. I'm not a doctor, but the thing that I'm doing is increasing the quality of my life and it's it's hard you know it's it's taking you know it's definitely engaging and definitely have to have support but i would 100 percent recommend you know i obviously i'm doing it so i would recommend doing it you know what i mean like i mean you know i can't give advice but i can recommend anyway so that's that now the other thing i want to talk about because I'm very disturbed because Kyle Rittenhouse is 100%, you know, there's no question that the Justice Department did its job, you know, in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. And justice played out and there's no white supremacy there. And I got a question, what's wrong with, you know, if you are white, what's wrong with feeling good about your race? The Dave Fremlin Show is now available on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. If you like listening to The Dave Fremlin Show, don't forget to follow me and subscribe to my podcast and share me with a friend. Thank you and have a nice day. You know, just like if you're black, what's wrong with feeling good about your race? What's wrong with people having pride in their race and still being part of a greater like, I'm an American. I'm not a white American. I'm not a Jewish American. I'm not a this American or that American. I'm just an American, but I'm an American who happens to be, you know, all these other backgrounds that come into play. And I'm proud of all of them, okay? But I don't see what's wrong with putting being an American first and then be like I am a American from with this type of ancestry and I am very excited about my heritage and I'm glad to share it with the rest of America. What's wrong with that? That's how I grew up. That's how I thought it was. That's how I was thought things were supposed to be. But I've learned a lot. And um, what I've learned is you can never trust the government. And so with Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, you, you think that he went through enough already. First of all, the guy's been through a traumatic experience. All he wanted to do was help, you know, at his job out fires and help people and then he got attacked and then he said he you know uh self-defended himself and then he got arrested and then it became a political cannon fodder it's no longer about whether kyle rittenhouse is guilty or innocent it's now about like a whole political movement and we don't know anything about kyle rittenhouse the person 
I heard that he's part of, that he's, you know, okay with BLM. And they're calling him a racist still on TV. And, you know, here's what I think. And this is a very dangerous thing that's going on. All this stoking of racial division that really isn't there, it's going to start making it be there. You know what I mean? Because I'm getting awfully tired of all these people accusing me of being a white supremacist and a racist only because I'm white. And I'm not even white. You know what I mean? I come from a Semitic race. I am not a white race. And you can look it up in any dictionary or history book or whatever, but people that come from Jews are Semitic. Hence the term anti-Semitic meant against, you know, racial prejudice against Jews. It's called anti-Semitism. So anti-Semitism refers to Semites. And Semites are people that are a mixed race. Okay, it is not a white race, not purely white. It is a race that comes from North Africa and is a mix of like of like mixed people from the North Mediterranean Rim and the South Mediterranean Rim. Okay, and so it's sort of a mixed race. It's not white. And actually, in science, if you want to follow the science, if you go outside into the sun and you can get a tan, if you are able to go out into the sun and get a tan and not burn, or even if you burn but you get a tan, then you're not white. White people don't get tan. White people go outside and they burn. Okay, Only people that can get a tan are not white. Okay, People that can get a tan are not white because white people don't do that. This is science. This is the actual definition of whiteness or people that can't make a tan. Okay, and so that's a good indicator. See, if I don't want to be white, all I have to do is go out in the sun for like an hour and I'll be, I'll be nice and dark, you know. So anyway, that's the difference. So, you know, on to my topic uh, I heard a terrible thing that now the Department of Justice wants to do another investigation into federal prosecution against Kyle Rittenhouse. You know, the Rittenhouses, I don't know anything about them, but I could tell by listening to them talk and listening to the mom, these are not people coming from great wealth. You know, they don't have millions of dollars to fight a federal charge. This is an 18-year-old kid, you know, obviously with divorced parents, you know what I mean? You know, his mom works hard to support him and her. You know what I mean? In like a rural community. Hi, I'm Dave Fremland, host of the Dave Fremland Show on Podbean. Now you can listen to me on Spotify also. But please support my podcast by clicking the follow button on the Podbean or Spotify app. Thank you for listening. And have a nice day. I don't know that much about them, but I can tell you right now they're not from wealth. And uh, so this is just, you know, an attack on somebody who's going to have difficulty defending themselves. There's no reason for it except for to stoke division where there isn't any. We have, if you really take a look at our government right now, we have got like a very fascist communist government right now. Fascism is when companies, corporations merge with government 
and usurp the power. And communism is when all the power is centralized into the government. And totalitarianism is when people don't have any rights. And right now those three have converged in a more serious way than even in World War II where it was rampant across the country, across the globe. But this is worse. And we don't have anyone on our side right now. It's a terribly concerning. <clears throat> it's a terribly concerning time. And um, you know, I don't really have any answers, but I'm just trying to put out the warning. The number one thing that I live by, and this is a good idea for everyone, is you should never trust anyone really. But you should never just blindly trust. You know, I don't trust the doctor. Especially I don't trust a doctor. I don't trust anything that comes out of the government. I don't trust anything that comes out of the news. I trust only after the report has been given and the actual thing that they reported on is real. And so I don't even trust Alex Jones. But I, I listen to multiple reports. I look at information. I look at the source of the information. And then I evaluate what feels right to me. And right now, it's a very, very concerning time in our world because our rights are being stripped away. And it's been happening for a long time, but people have been blind to it. Do you want to know how long I've been awake to this crap? Oh, boy. Back in, it was around the time the towers came down. And uh, I was very concerned. I had a business that closed due to economic changes in San Francisco. Everybody thinks San Francisco is so great. But in reality, um, in San Francisco, it's not so great. And I had a small business there. And it used to be um, where the, if small businesses were encouraged and everybody was an artist and it was full of that kind of thing. And then it changed over like a 10-year period. And all the small businesses got pushed out and everything got gentrified and people like me could no longer afford to live there. And then what happened was they started under the guise of equal rights. They start taking away rights, you know, under the right of protecting people from hate, quote unquote, hate speech. They started limiting people's freedom of speech. You see, I actually have the right to hate. There's nothing there's nothing in the Constitution that says I have to love everyone. Okay, there's, there's no law against I hate you. But now it's against the law to say things like that are hate, quote unquote hateful. But in reality, in the world of freedom, you're allowed to hate. And you're allowed, as long as you don't act on, I mean, you can even say you hate somebody. You can say you hate someone. You can say I want to kill them. And as long as you don't actually take any action toward that, you're allowed to say anything you want. That's called freedom of speech. But under the guise of, you know, terrorist threats and uh, hate speech and uh, anti-defamation and things like that, they've slowly taken away freedom of speech. So now you can't say certain things. It's considered hate speech or terrorist threat. And so now you're not even allowed to have freedom of speech. And that is the number one, hello, number one amendment in the Constitution, along with freedom of religion, 
You are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean, which is also under attack because if you mention, oh, I'm a Christian, or if you mention God, it's now hate speech. Hate speech to talk about God. Imagine that. Talking about God is the opposite of hate speech. It's a 100% opposite of hate. And so what the liberals, the lefts, the communists, the fascists have done is they've literally inverted reality. They've made love into hate. They've made equal rights into non-equal rights. They've made anti-discrimination into discrimination. And they're trying to, they're, they're calling racial division unity. And they're calling unity division. And they're making things very messy and horrible. And when we try to fight back, we're considered to be terrorists. But that's because the regime that's in office is not really a legitimate regime. You know, they stole the election. That was obvious. And here's my problem with Trump. I'm not 100% sure he didn't allow that to happen. And I'm not sure why. Because if you think about it, Donald Trump kept talking about it was going to be a stolen election. He talked about it for months. And then it was a stolen election. And so far, it's been a year. Nothing's been done about it, really. And so I wonder if that, I don't know what happened. I, I don't know if Donald Trump got compromised. I feel like in the middle of the COVID thing, like sort of early on, right before the lockdown, there was a moment when something happened to Trump. And he, there was like a threat to him. And then he got sick. And I think that they got to him. I think that the deep state got to him and put him in a threatened position. And I think he caved. But I don't know. You know, I still listen to X-22. So there's still this idea that there's an under, an underlying plot to extract us from this hell. But I have my doubts. So my actual recommendation is, and this, you know, goes for any emergency you know and since we do have emergencies all over the place all the time i highly recommend storable food okay a power source guns and ammo and a water source of some sort a filter and that i recommend having enough for probably six months even a year because we don't know I mean, it's already getting bad and we don't know how long. The damage is, see, they're trying to get the damage to be done because then the next person has to reverse the damage. And so, um, you know, it takes time. And so we'll see what happens. But I'm, I don't know, pray every day and don't, don't give in. Don't give in. Don't be afraid. Don't give in to fear. Don't be afraid and, um, and keep true. And that's, I guess, my podcast for today. I don't, if it makes sense, that's great. If it doesn't, well, yeah, I'm a little scattered today because I have a lot going on in my head. All right. Thanks, you, thanks for listening and have a happy day. Bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by. Dave Fremland and is a Dave Fremland production. Thank you for listening.